Hello and welcome to Conversations with Mother Earth, brought to you by Grounded Press. My name is Dana Petrovich, and each week my guests and I explore one aspect of Mother Earth and the gifts that she gives us. We also discuss why these gifts are so precious and why we should value them. I got you curious? Good. We love curiosity. Let's start. Today's, and at the same time, my very first guest on Conversations with Mother Earth is Galia Ome, founder and CEO of Shokchik, the home of raw cacao. Galia is now based in the UK, but her roots are in Argentina where also some of her earliest childhood memories are of making, and of course, eating chocolate. Galia set up Chokchik to promote the pure goodness of chocolate in its raw state, and to bring the delights and benefits of raw chocolate to everyone. Her online shop went live in 2009 and her products are stocked in many wonderful retailers throughout the UK and Europe. So, as you can probably guess from my introduction, today we are going to talk about chocolate. How to know when chocolate is actually chocolate and why we all should value raw chocolate. By the way, I met Galia in person because we were both speakers at the European Sustainability Academy on the beautiful island of Crete in Greece. There I have tried her fantastic, or as she says, her chocktastic product for the very first time. But before I continue talking about Galia and her inspiring company, let's hear all this from her personally. Galia, welcome to Conversations with Mother Earth. Thank you, thank you, Dana. What a wonderful introduction, thank you. What can you add to my introduction? Maybe, maybe I forgot something and please tell us more about your chocktastic chocolate. <laughs> thank you. Well, there's so much to tell. I always wonder, where do I start? I mean, I really um, love the title of it from chocolate with love because, or from cacao with love or cocoa with love. There's so many ways and uh, words for chocolate, but uh, for me, it is a story of love and it's a labor of love. Um, I've always loved chocolate. I don't know many people who don't. If they don't, they're not friends of mine. But, uh, and uh, I, 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 you know, I grew up with chocolate and, and I never imagined that chocolate could be good for us or healthy or good for the planet. You know, I, it has, such a negative connotation. So for me, it was really about my love of chocolate and discovering that chocolate is good for you and can be good for, for farmers and um, for the environment. Um, so it really starts with love, you know, with, with a real love of, of chocolate and trying to do things with love so that are beneficial for everyone. Yeah, it's wonderful, wonderful. Um, you mentioned the term sustainability uh, and sustainable cacao. We know uh, that in the last few years, the term sustainability or the use of the term sustainable sustainability and so on grow exponentially. And the sad reality is that 
many companies actually offer only a lip service to this word. What does actually sustainable mean for you and for your company? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. Um, uh, for me, sustain it's for me and my company, and, and this was the, the reason for, for starting Chokchik. Um, for me, it, it, everything goes hand in hand, sustainability, um, ethical sourcing, um, awareness, so awareness of your supply chain and responsibility, taking responsibility for your products and your actions and how you source sustainably. But um, it is a word that's now everybody saying, yes, we source sustainably. For me, ethics are paramount. So if you are an ethical company and you are aware of all the aspects of your supply chain, so you know where your products come from, you know who is impacted by your product, you know what is impacted, the, the environment that's impacted, um, and you take responsibility for it. So, you know, nothing is perfect. Sometimes there are things that might not be um, as sustainable as you would like them to be. At least you take action or you take responsibility for making change. Uh, and um, so I think it, it's, it's, it's not just the word sustainability. There's a lot involved in, in being a sustainable business and, and ultimately uh, the business must be held accountable and responsible for, yes. mm -hmm. for its practices and business practices, sourcing practices uh, on every level. And that's a commitment as well that businesses have to have, that we have. For me, it's a commitment as well to sourcing ethically, sourcing sustainably, and um, always having a connection and an awareness of my supply chain. Yes, um, the term responsibility, I think, is key here that you rightfully mentioned. And of course, you, from following your work, I know that you visit farmers in Ecuador, that you see these people in the eyes, that you source your cacao from them, that you also work with rainforest, uh, rainforest alliance companies from South America. Of course, responsibility has a different connotation, a different aspect for you because you really see these people and you meet them and you talk to them about the effects of so many things. So take us on a journey to Ecuador and tell us about these farmers and their lives. So I, I think that's probably the best part of my business, apart from eating lots of chocolate. Um, I, um, I, for me, really having the connection and the link with the farmers, the personal link. I, I mean, I love people and I love um, getting to know people's stories and and um, uh, having a connection, a direct connection with people. And so um, traveling to Ecuador was one of the most uh, magical events. And the first trip I did was in 2010 and I traveled with my father. Um, and, um, and we had the most amazing 10 days in Ecuador discovering cacao, um, uh, cooperatives uh, and meeting the farmers and um, it was a real adventure seven hours in on a, um, a jeep uh, through the jungles and uh, meeting the different communities and it, it was and my father making jokes the whole time so it was great um, it was a very special first introduction to Ecuador and, and since then oh I'm so sorry there's a call today sorry I'll start again so, um, yeah, so it was a very special uh, introduction to Ecuador and uh, the cocoa farmers doing it with my father. Um, 
and uh, you know many of the 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 plantations are they're all cooperatives that I work with and they have a central uh, cocoa collection center so the farmers uh, there can be a hundred farmers in a cooperative there can be 400 500 farmers and they they'll take the cocoa pulp so the cocoa pods are cut in half and inside is a white uh, mushy pulp which is delicious it actually tastes like lychee or lychee I don't know um, it's yeah lychee. it's very sweet um, but it ferments it starts fermenting very quickly so um, that is the pulp is removed and that's taken in trucks sometimes on horses you know to the cocoa collection centers and it's a very communal thing so the families will you know cut the husks together take everything together and the cooperatives themselves will collect everything on trucks or you know they'll, they'll work together to take each yield to the collection centers where there it's qualified um, weighed um, if it's a single origin if it's a hybrid uh, the farmers are paid fairly um, and we have access to a Google spreadsheet so we can see which lot came from which farmer and how much they were paid, which I think is phenomenal. Um, and, and then in these cocoa collection centers, the farmers then, um, you know, they, they get paid and then they have other um, crops and other things. So um, uh, I'll go back to the collection, the, the processing of the cocoa, but one of the amazing aspects of cacao is that it's a collaborative plant. It's a collaborative, I always call it my collaborative plant, uh, um, because it needs to grow with other plants. So it's it's best grown in the shade of other trees. So it grows with um, uh, plantain, banana, mango, oranges. So the farmers have different crops and that's the most sustainable way of growing it. So it's a biodynamic often, it's organic. And, um, you know, the pods fertilize the ground. So it's a very, you know, like you were saying about the circular economy, it's, kind of, it's a very circular process, but it's a collaborative process because cacao needs other trees to grow well. And I absolutely love that, um, the, the way cacao grows and and that is the best cacao. It should always be grown collaboratively as part of a biodynamic or, or, or a, not as a monoculture, as a polyculture, as a, different crops together. And you get the best cacao that way. But um, once the farmers, you know, get the, um, take the, um, pulp, the pulp to the collection centers, they get paid. And there, the collection centers are the experts. And again, the cooperatives are involved. So there's always a representative of the cooperative. There's a lot of pride in this. There's a lot of pride in the uh, growing of cacao, knowing when to um, um, uh, to, to um, when the pods are ready and ripe. Um, and and also, there's a lot of pride in the process of fermentation, of drying. It has to be done. For a certain number of days you know um, the farmers I work with they ferment for four to five days and they have the big wooden boxes and they every day they go in and they stir it their hands are in the in the and it smells amazing it's like alcohol you know it's fermenting and it smells fantastic and you see the beans start to change from the white color to a, 
a light brown, then a dark brown. And when it's a nice dark chocolate brown, the beans are ready. Um, but it's constantly, the temperature is measured. It's constantly moved around so that everything ferments evenly. So it's a very, you know, specific process. And I love the farmers explaining it to me because, you know, you get your hands dirty, you get your hands in there. Um, and uh, and there's a lot of expertise in that. And there is a lot of, you know, like pride in that. And then it's uh, dried for about a week. And again, there's a process there where the beans have to be moved and there's a big rake, a wooden rake where it's there moved. Um, the collection centers I work with, they uh, section out every lot. So there's even um, uh, 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 in a plastic envelope, you have uh, the name of the farmers, the type of cocoa and everything is kept separate so that there's complete traceability and um, you can see where the, the everything comes from. So, um, and the smells there are incredible. I love the scent of the cocoa drying and fermenting. Um, so it's a, it's a really, for me, it's a magical process, but it's also uh, a very collaborative and a very ethical process. That is fascinating to listen about um, how the cacao grows best with other plants. It looks like cacao can teach us diversity. Who would have thought that we can actually learn from a plant on how to practice diversity? Because it's exactly what we need in business to find out who works with whom the best and um, nurture that. Yeah, absolutely. I love it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It can teach us about diversity. Yeah. And cacao was a very valuable uh, resource in ancient civilizations like Incas, Mayas, Aztecs. It was even the money, if I recall. Yeah, correctly. yeah. Why should we value chocolate today or cacao today? Um, well, you know, I think uh, it, it's always had a special place in societies and ancient societies and now because it, it um, has so many... Um, nutritional benefits and also um, emotional benefits to it. You know, cacao is, um, is it tryptophan? It's very high in many chemicals and um, has over 300 nutritional properties. So magnesium, iron, um, potassium. It has a lot of nutrition uh, uh, minerals as well as uh, vitamins. Um, but it's known to increase the serotonin levels in our brain. It makes us happy. It's considered the love, uh, you know, it's a, it's a symbol of love, but it also makes us feel uh, amorous. You know, it's a very, um, uh, it has a lot of good benefits into, in our systems uh, when it's, you know, minimally processed, when there's not a lot of sugar, when it's not highly, um, you know, added with additives. But um, so it's really been valued over the centuries as, some, as a very special um product or a special you know the made you know the chocolates hot chocolate it's for lovers it's for uh, high societies initially it's for um and it, and it, i think it should it should be valued it's it's a you know like it's such a a diverse and collaborative crop it has so many nutritional benefits and it can improve the lives of other people when it's sourced and uh, ethically and sustainably so um it has so many benefits. It, there is a dark side to chocolate where there is a history of slavery. There's a history of exploitation um, and 
you know, in terms of the the personal, the, the humanity of it. And there's also, you know, high in sugar, it's, uh, it can be uh, very fattening. It can be, so the, there are lots of negatives, but there are a lot of positives. And I think that needs to be valued. And that's what we need to pay a little bit more from for, because that way we can secure and ensure that um, it continues to be grown sustainably and ethically, and it improves the lives of other people and our lives. You know, we want to feel good. It's a it's a feel good um, cacao and chocolate are feel good foods, you know, and, and we should feel good about eating it and feel good about the people we impact with with our choices and what we buy and how we consume it. So yeah, it's yes. interesting because by paying a little bit more for your sustainable chocolate, we actually don't need to pay for additional supplements like vitamins, minerals and all the other products that cost a lot of money. You just have Absolutely. to buy a sustainable chocolate. Exactly. Good, high quality, um, high cocoa content, either cacao powder or chocolate. And it's particularly good for women. You know, it's very high in magnesium. It's a, a very high source of magnesium and also antioxidant flavanols. So it's one of the highest sources of antioxidants in nature. So more than blueberries, more than uh, red wine, more than green tea. It's three times more antioxidants than green tea. And it's particularly beneficial for women. You know, we crave uh, chocolate at certain times of the month during our cycles. And even in menopause, it's been, I mean, I've, I'm now post-menopausal and, and I think it, it was my survival mechanism. Drinking hot chocolate was calming. It gave me magnesium. It gave me nutrients. And um, it, it, it has so many benefits. Uh, and and I think especially for women and and I think that's why naturally we love it so much and we 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 crave cacao or chocolate. Uh, yes, and our, our body tells us at some level this is what what it needs. Um, Absolutely, I think there is a message behind it, and I'm sure that some of my listeners also a lot of my listeners also like to do some sports. Magnesium we need for our muscle development. Magnesium yeah. is crucial also. With an advanced age, we also need more magnesium for our for our muscles um, and to keep us mobile, to keep us keep us moving. So yeah. lots of lots of benefits there. I, I, I didn't even know some of these. So Galia, that had that that is really wonderful. Before we conclude, uh, have I forgotten anything? Is there anything I I missed that you would like to add and tell our listeners? Um, well, there's always so much uh, to talk about chocolate and cacao. So um, I can talk about it for hours and hours and hours. But I thought um, I would just share a recipe. So, uh, so we can end with uh, what, what inspired me to create my company, because I couldn't believe how easy it is to make raw chocolate. So raw chocolate for, means cacao that's minimally processed. So there are very few, ad there are no additives. It's just from the bean, the cocoa seeds, fermented, dried, the cacao is very lightly roasted because you have to roast it. You have to get rid of all the bacteria. And, um, and then we just extract the, ca the cacao powder and then the cacao butter, which is the fat from the cocoa bean. So you can make chocolate by create, recreating the bean, putting the bean back together. And uh, my recipe is very, very simple. So you take uh, 100 grams of cacao butter, obviously chocolate cacao butter, and then um, uh, about 30 grams, so 
six tablespoons of cacao powder and you melt the cacao butter in a bain-marie in a bowl over a pan of water. So very low heat, melt it very gently, add the powder, so six tablespoons of cacao powder. And this is the secret. You mix it with a metal whisk. So, you know, like a metal, big yeah, metal yeah. whisk. Yes, yes. You mix it together so that it, in a way, it tempers, even though you're not really tempering the metal in that um, uh, it helps bind the crystals and the chocolate. And then I use the syrup to sweeten it. So it's up to you how sweet you want to make it. So I put, I use maple syrup. I love maple syrup. So I put three, sure. four, sometimes, sometimes five tablespoons, depends how sweet I want it. Uh, and then I put a tiny bit of rock salt, you know, uh, Himalayan sea salt or not sea salt, but Himalayan, pink Himalayan salt or sea salt, a little bit, just a little bit. And that lifts it, makes it actually taste sweeter. And you taste it all the time. So you, you add according to your taste and your palate. And then, you know, continue mixing it with the metal whisk. You, you, you remove it from the heat. Once it melts, you remove from the heat. And then I put it into little baking cases or in a plastic tub. And in there I can put uh, dried fruit nuts or just uh, uh, hazelnuts or, um, or, or just plain. And I put cocoa nibs in there as well. And then you pop them in the little baking, uh, you put them in little cases and then you put it in the freezer for 15, 20 minutes and that's it. Your wow. chocolates are ready. Um, so it's so, so simple and you can get really creative and add different flavors. You can make mint, you can add mint, you can add, um, I put a tiny bit of rosewood if I use um, pistachios and I, see, I can talk about this for hours. I, I put um, uh, some pistachios in rose water, I soak them and then I take them out and then I put them in the bottom of the little cases and I put the chocolate over and then you can decorate with rose petals or um, I put whiskey, oh my God, whiskey and walnuts. I soak walnuts, rum and raisins. You can, you can be so creative and uh, make very delicious chocolates that, you know, it's up to you. You have control over what you add to it. Um, and, and that is pure, nearly 100% cocoa mm. because you're using everything from the cocoa bean to make your chocolates at home. So that's beautiful my goodness my goodness now <laughs> got you got me hungry for chocolate right <laughs> for chocolate chocolate right now yes um, and especially the the maple syrup element i think my husband will love that he's a canadian so of like, course he, he will he will love that um yeah but that brings me exactly to made me think of youtube video because i'm sure that my listeners also got curious about your products and would like to know where to find them. So where can they shop for your for Chokchik products and where can they find more about you and your company? Which channels do you prefer? So um, obviously online, uh, chokchik.com um, and uh, we're available on Amazon as well. Um, in uh, the UK, we're in all Holland and Barrett retailers. It's a big uh, health food chain and uh, lots of independents, lots of uh, smaller uh, local retailers. Uh, we also sell our products packaging free. So sometimes you can find, we have chocolates as well. I have quinoa pops and plantain bites and you can find them uh, in uh, dispensers. Uh, if we sell it packaging free in many retailers around the UK. And we're also in the Middle East, in Dubai, in um, 
uh, Qatar and Saudi Arabia, Spinney's in Dubai, so um, and different uh, health food stores, uh, Jones the Grocer, uh, and I think we're even available in Hong Kong. I know it's one of our distributors sell in Hong Kong. So we, you can find Chok Chik, look for it. And if you don't find it, ask for it. And hopefully we can grow our sales because we're still a relatively small business. But, um, but search for us online, Chok Chik, uh, on our website on Amazon. And um, yeah, I hope you all enjoy cacao yes. the way I do <laughs> and love it as much as I do. <laughs> I'll ask at Marks and Spencer in in Hong Kong. Maybe they they got it there also. Yeah. That's that's truly wonderful. Um, and your listeners, please note that there will be a link in my bio, um, and I will also have the link to the Chokchik website on the Grounded Press Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook profiles. So in case you're looking, you go and you want to find the website or the links that Galia just mentioned, please go to these profiles and you will find them also after the show aired. This has been a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for joining uh, today, Galia. Um, it was wonderful. And as you said, you could continue talking for hours and I could continue listening to you for hours. So Galia, thank you for a wonderful conversation today. As you said, you could speak about your company for hours and I could listen to you for hours. Um, this was a beautiful conversation. Thank you so much for joining today. My very, very first conversation with Mother Earth. Thank you, Dana. It's an absolute pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Dear listeners, this was the, the conversation with Mother Earth brought to you by Grounded Press. Next week, we are going to Africa. Join us because it's going to be a beautiful story.